0: Forever Dog. I feel like if we start talking about it we might not stop. You're right, you right. Where's everyone at? Where are you at, Jira?
1: I mean I, I I will admit that uh, I've been angry for years. <laughs> That's what I'm I you know what not even passionate. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I've been angry for years about, you know, certain things. It's like I think I've talked about this podcast, like my run-ins with like getting stopped in frist in New York and like getting pulled out of cars with my parents. And, you know, I think I was talking to my friends, like I used to work for MTV News, and watching that journalist a couple of days ago get arrested on the camera when he's like, just tell me where to go. He's got his ID out. Um, and the cops don't tell him what's happening. I feel like that was such a triggering moment because If he was to say anything, like, you can't do this, why would you do this? That is almost considered resisting arrest, or how some people would see it. So this dude has no point to become, like, subservient and compliant and pray things will work out for him. And, like, I've been in that scenario, and it's terrifying because I'm like, if it wasn't on camera, I'm not sure the cops would have came back to arrest the rest of the team. Because they took the black dude first and then moved him and then came back for everybody else, which felt very weird and it's this whole situation feels kind of honestly embarrassing a little bit because this is an issue i feel like america could have solved on her own but now it's like again out in the open the world is like protesting for black people which is really good but we still live in a world where our president won't say anything about it he's talking about like violence himself uh, I'm looking at, like, Fox News and just even certain people, people on CNN and some of the articles, and it's still very one-sided. No one talks about the KKK. I'm just looking right now, like, Black Lives Matter and, F, was it, Antifa are considered um, terrorist groups in America officially by Trump, but not the KKK, and it's just, it's tiring, and it's like, my heart is pumping all the time, and it's like, what do you do? It's just, it's just, a ah. that's the feeling I got right there. That's not a sexy, uh, because I feel like, you know, people are like, oh, yeah. that's, a, that's a, that's a, that's a, angry, uh.
0: Thank you yeah, for clarifying, because yeah. I was like. I just want people to. It yeah, got yeah, a yeah. little sexy. I was like, oh, but did he? No, no, it's, <laughs> a, no, it's not the sexy, uh. It's the, it's the, uh. <laughs> yeah. uh but
1: yeah, guys, you know, that's, a, that's where I'm at in the world.
2: How are you feeling, James?
0: I'm pissed. That's it. It's <laughs> cool. That's cool. That was good. That was cool. Because that was I mean, cool. I, look, uh, I, I, I'm angry. I, I, I want to go out to the streets and start throwing things. Like I, like I am somebody that I think that like if if <laughs> if given the opportunity, you know, like if I if I were there, I would be one of those like I'm going crazy <laughs> type people. Uh, uh, but I'm also like afraid to go outside, <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's real. It, it that's where I'm at, and it's like I'm I'm I was talking to somebody yesterday. They were like, "It must be really hard to be a person of color in in America right now." And I was like, "No, it's 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 hard all the time." And I feel like that's the part that's mm-hmm. like it doesn't feel s- scarier right now to be to be black. It like it always just generally feels scary to be black. And that's the thing that I feel like people don't get or like don't in in this country don't get or don't see, you know, the people that are against it. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I didn't watch the video of the of the specifically of the news reporter because I knew that that would like piss me off. But I'm 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 staring at images all the time. I'm you know, it's just it's 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 exhausting. So that's where I'm at. Like I'm pissed period. Yeah. And then all that other stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That's
2: it. Yeah. I think it's like, um, you know, uh, I was telling you guys, I like the first couple of days I was avoiding it. I was just numbing myself like, and not really looking at anything because uh, it's tiring. It's like, yep, <laughs> I, I know exactly what this is. I've seen it before and again and again and again. We've seen so many, um, police get acquitted. You know. Hopefully that doesn't happen again. You know, I don't have a lot of faith. Um, uh, and people, I think you know, people are reacting now because. They see images of cars burning and buildings burning on their television. They see reports of police having to call curfews in like over a dozen cities and the National Guard being called in and and protests happening all across America. And uh, they hear words like looting and rioting and they see a video of people like taking stuff out of a target and they're like, what's going on? This is crazy. And to those people, I mean, if you're not one of those people, but you see those comments, you know, I think like, I feel like what's not, what, what's not being taught. A lot of people are going back and forth between like, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. I kind of think that question is irrelevant. The reality is you had peaceful protests happening for years and years and decades and decades. You had people telling you this was wrong, that things were happening. And Nobody want to listen. And uh, even though there were videos, even though we've all seen the videos, we saw Eric Gardner video, you know, we saw the video of, of um, I keep forgetting his name. I'm so sorry. In Cleveland. Philando? Yeah. Philando. So we many. Did, we saw, <laughs> yeah, there are so many. I was going to say that <laughs> so there was that yeah, kid. John in, Crawford. John Crawford. Yeah, John Crawford. Um, we see all these, we see them time and time again. And these are the videos. These are the, Recordings that are captured on camera That doesn't always happen It shouldn't need to happen And yet Even those people got acquitted So At a certain point When you see rioting happening And then everybody starts to pay attention You are in effect telling people Hey We're not going to care Until you start setting fires Then we're going to start caring Then we're going to start saying something then we're gonna have to react. Then we're gonna have to, and yes, we'll have this debate and we will we'll, we'll tell you you should be doing it this way, you should be doing it that way. But at this the NFL is a perfect example, right? <laughs> Colin Kaepernick Yo. took a knee. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the Pledge of elite It's 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 possibly the most mild form of protest you could ever do. It's like literally not messing up anybody's anything like he it's not like he interrupted the game it's not standing in the the middle of a street and blocking traffic it's not like causing noise outside of it's like a literal silent protest he took a knee and cameras saw him taking a knee and people were inflamed and they were like how dare he and he got fired and he was never let back in and people were like well that that didn't that there didn't have to do with this and that. And everyone knows, yes, it did. And guess what? The NFL didn't care. And then the NFL started going, hey, you better like, you know, and and, and the team started policing their players. And that protest was snuffed out and not really cared about. And now, after a bunch of riots happen, the NFL releases a statement and is like, Hey, we uh we're with you. We're hearts and our thoughts and prayers are with everybody. It's like I and like the I think it's funny, it's like so tone deaf and like screw the NFL, but there's also the part of me that's like, oh cool. So you are telling people this is what you're gonna respond to. So whose fault is that? Yeah. That's all I that's all I have to say. Whose fault is that? We we don't want our homes and businesses burned up. People don't want to see that. Like nobody wants that, but that's what's gonna happen. If you keep letting that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just like, I don't feel sorry. I just, I kind of yeah, don't. And it also I'm feels nervous, like. I'm nervous, but I don't feel sorry.
0: Yeah, go ahead. To that, to that same end, Bray, what you're saying, like, it makes it it makes this feel like, yes, this is right now, but everyone's calling it a, a moment, but it feels like it's not a moment. It feels like it's going to be, it feels like it needs to go on for a long time you know like it feels like it needs to be dragged out the kind of reform and change that we need in the country is like it's deep it's in the roots like <laughs> it needs it it yeah so it, that it's wild to me something
3: that was uh fascinating that they talked about at the protests which by the way the pan pacific protest had specific um goals like, specific goals that they, like, gave everyone and kept reiterating, like, this is, like, this is what we need to do, and this is what we need y'all to do, and keep repeating it, because, like, defund, defund the police, um, we were also, they had uh, members of, fa- family members, and so they had everybody saying the name so that they remember them, but, um, Something that was brought up is that the police system is actually working. Like, this is how it was made. It was made, you know, so like, it's kind of like what you were saying. It's almost like you need, how can you change something that was built from the beginning to be this way? Uh, And... So that's like a, that's the conversation that people are trying to have is like the police are doing what they've been told to do since their inception in this country. Like that's how fundamentally they were, they were made. And so it's almost like you have to burn the whole fucking thing down is what people are trying to say. And it's, I feel conflicted being a non-black person with saying like we were peaceful yesterday because I don't have... It's a mix of, of speaking up and saying these people were peaceful for hours because I don't think that that's the only way to protest. However, I wanted to actually share that narrative. They were peaceful and it didn't fucking matter. The cops still showed up with violence. And so when I speak up and say, like, it didn't matter that they were peaceful, it's mainly to my community and to other communities. You know, it's not to the black community. People that follow me it's to fans and to the audience that i have that like you guys keep saying that if they're peaceful that none of this will happen and that's literally not true so correct that was just Lord. but i right. also yeah that's it that's what i have to say
0: yeah
2: um so i don't know. I mean there's really not much else to say but thanks Danny. um yeah
1: thank
0: you
2: the, um yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say.
1: I mean, you know, listen, I, I guess, like, before we get started, it's like, people should be safe. Because um, I think that's my biggest concern. Like, I know Danny, a lot of friends I've had have been out protesting. And I think the way I described it to one friend is, if you are protesting and you're not a black person, I'm very excited that you're there. But I do think these protests, the police are now treating non-blacks, like how they normally treat blacks. And by that, I mean, a black person goes to the street, their interaction with the cop may not be peaceful no matter what they do. I've had a lot of white friends thinking they could just talk to the cops and be like, if I just stand here and protest, I'll be fine. And I've seen some of them in Brooklyn who've come back injured. And I'm like, you're now going into a different place. You are now going into a place where you will be seen as a threat that is new for you. Even if you're doing nothing, you are still a threat. So just be extra precautious and safe Because, I mean, again, I've seen friends outside of Barclays who, dude, there's one footage of one guy getting, like, really roughed up, this white guy. And he was standing there, but he was, if you will, uh, mouthing off is what a cop would normally say to a black person. And, like, normally on any occasion, this white dude would be able to say whatever he wants to this cop. But in this situation, you are not seen as a white person. You are seen as a rioter, as a looter. As an enemy of the state, which black people normally are seen as, so protect yourself. Don't get your black friends in trouble. I just, I just want people to be cautious because it's just like, for me, is a fear I have of people always wanting to, of people wanting to speak out, which is good. You just got to make sure you know how you do it because I think if a cop hits you and puts you in the hospital, you d- like they can disappear into the distance. They're not going to help you pay for your bills. That one girl had a seizure. That came out of her pocket. She didn't have health insurance. It's like if they hurt you, it is on, it's up to you to take care of it now. So just protect yourself. Let's talk about some comedy in a podcast, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Woo. Woo>. uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that the hard part? It's like at the end of the day, you still. Like, so much has happened that you want to, like, still try to, like, find levity and just, like, make Yeah, people it, happy. it's tough. But this shit
2: is so hard. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I oh, The one thing I do, though, sometimes, like, looking out my window, I just remind myself, like, the world is still, you know, the earth is still revolving around the sun. <laughs> you know, there's still life. There's still nature out there. You, you know, you, you feel the wind and the breeze. You you hear the, the songs of the lovebirds. Don't do this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey John. Hey, listen. I Bray. At one point, I thought I thought we weren't gonna do. No, I'm that I'm saying we,
2: everything is still happening. You know what I mean? You you yeah. you see the the, the grass blowing and the John, s- we have a guest. Squirrels can't be... running up trees and the, the beautiful songs. beautiful sounds of yeah of the, yeah, the lovebirds.
1: <laughs> can we just, can we start? I mean, I I didn't think we were doing this. I thought this was a different vibe, but okay, John. Okay, you won. Let's start the show.
2: You know what Jonathan Raylock, James III. You're like on
1: What more can I say? You know what it is? I mean, can't jump. You know, you know,
2: you know. Black actors, man.
0: Black Alright. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. All right.
2: Welcome to
1: Black men can't jump in Hollywood Revolution City. Take the grease. Yes, yeah, so I took the Hollywood out and made it like Revolution City cuz it's a, I it's heard. A, yeah, you
2: know. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah. for those of you uh, who are listening to this for the first time, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Dr. Milligan. I try to make it extra deep.
0: I'm James the 3rd.
1: it, James.
2: <laughs> and um this uh, this is a special a special occasion because we have a, a very awesome guest with us hanging out okay, on the on, Zoom. Bray.
1: Hold on, Bray. Hold on, Let me get let me get let me get let me get the it, let me get the drums ready. Oh. Let me <coughs> let me hold on. Let me move some stuff around in my house. Get the drums <laughs> ready. Okay, okay. <laughs> hey, Danny Fernandez. I, dude, hey.
3: I, I
2: ignore Jarrah's drums just so you know his. They're not good and. Danny, we you
0: heard understand
3: him it. I would like polite little um jazz snaps. Like,
2: oh, okay,
1: kind. okay. You know, okay, 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 cool, 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 cool. You know, I might try to put some jazz snaps in so John can stop shaking my drums. What is that's that? A... Like some poetry snaps. That's yeah. what I would like. I was trying to give you the snare drum, so it's like, you know. Blah, 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 Have y'all ever
3: been at an open mic where somebody wasn't doing comedy?
2: Ooh. Um, cool.
0: No, I don't think. Wait, actually oh,
2: okay. I have been to I have been to like like a variety show
0: where people do... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wait, you've been to a stand-up uh, But not uh, an open, open mic. mic. somebody was just doing like <laughs> poems? I've been <laughs> to <laughs> I've been to a
0: poetry open mic. Um
1: I've been to one of those. Yeah. Wait, but Danny, you're talking about like a stand up open mic, right?
3: I think it was a variety show, actually. I correct myself. But it is funny when they bring out the music number and I'm just like, this just doesn't feel the same. No. It's funny.
1: Yes. It's tough. (laughs) I don't even know what comedy looks like after this quarantine, man. It's like, like, are the clubs still going to be packed or do we half pack them? Yeah, that's, a whole <laughs> that's, another, that's a whole other <laughs> that's a I whole. was going
3: to say somebody on somebody on Twitter is impersonating Disneyland it's one of my favorite accounts now and it was like when we we're going to reopen in June our capacity is two <laughs>
1: it was just like <laughs> yeah like what are you what is this I'm not trying to be around Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse is coughing under the mask and the Rona's coming through the eye sockets He
0: ain't supposed to talk. Rona's coming
1: through the eye socket. (laughs) Like he's not supposed to talk, and now it's just seeping through the mask. And he's hugging the kids, coughing with the Rona. Listen, sorry, that's that's just my problem with Disneyland, and I want to go, but I just can't. (laughs) You know, guys, this is gonna be fun. (laughs)
2: Danny, thank you so much for for joining us. Really appreciate you being here. Uh, If y'all don't uh, follow Danny on Twitter, you should because she. You do have them fire tweets sometimes. You really do.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Only sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look. We, we, we can all be it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey.
2: uh also uh Ralph Ralph breaks the internet. Mm-hmm.
3: That was that movie.
2: Yeah. I love that movie.
3: That movie yeah. was a great social commentary yeah. of like the scene where he's reading all the tweet all the tweets that people have written to him. I was like, same, literally same. <laughs> and um, yeah, I what I was going to say is like, I'm actually in a Disney movie like as myself. And I still don't consider myself one of those Disney people who would like die to go to Disney like that's what I hear like you would literally die right. because you miss Indiana Jones ride like I just don't know
2: that's <laughs> <laughs> a little much my friend one of my friends is one of those people and I'm just like oh,
3: okay <laughs> yeah but they it's um, in, I'm in some of those yeah. groups I lurk I lurk in those groups I am in them and it's just it's wild what they fight over it's
1: crazy yeah it's um, the best Disney movie I said it <clears throat> Aladdin? Aladdin. Aladdin's Best Disney movie. Interesting. I mean, I, was, I know he's a liar. <laughs> I know he's a wait, wait, no, no. Mm. I feel like
0: Oh, so that's the one you're gonna choose, huh? Okay. I feel like there was so much <laughs> subtle judgment in that. Huh.
1: That's your number one, not even top five. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, uh, um
3: <laughs> I do like the end where he says, Genie, you're free, and like that part always gets me choked up and i do like that jasmine i think she was the first princess of color and she was like the one that was like i'm not a prize to be one like she kind of just like pushed back at them and i like the new one with where uh they made her the sultan in the new yeah. one they made her yeah. the sultan like yeah. she it wasn't like this isn't going to aladdin i'm i'm the one that like you know my dad was a sultan so it got passed down to her and i thought that was cool to have see
1: her. see aladdin's good see. It is great. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's my
3: top. I don't know if it's my top
1: one. Oh wow. Amazing. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Not you. the not not the top. You know, um, the top three. Maybe. Uh,
2: <laughs> so this this podcast, of course, uh, <clears throat> you might be uh, might have been confused by the be opening, but this is not a political podcast. You know. No, we, we don't. We
1: don't. We, we don't do that.
2: We don't talk about politics. Um, what we do talk about is leading uh, film, uh, leading black actors starring in movies. Uh, yeah. We talk about that in the context of race. Adversity in Hollywood.
1: Uh (laughs) Damn, say it again. (laughs)
2: And uh, today we are doing uh, the film The Lovebirds, starring Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae. Came out on Netflix. Uh, It was supposed to be released in theaters, but COVID happened, and uh, so they sold it to Netflix, and uh, just got released last week, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, what what to say. I mean, of course, there's no box office. Rotten Tomatoes right now it stands at sixty six percent, which is fresh. Fresh. Um, it has a fifty two percent audience score, so we could talk about that. What? Uh, audience score. The audience yeah. score is
1: less than the
0: confusing.
2: Um, it's a. It's the 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 plot is fairly simple. I guess it's a a couple that is kind of on the verge of breaking up, and they basically get into this. A uh, predicament in which a man uses their car to like kill someone else and then they are on the run because they think the cops are gonna accuse them of the killing, and so instead of turning themselves in or talking to the cops, they try to figure out the murder they try to solve the murder on their own um so it's like a comedy action comedy uh yeah i don't I don't know. Is there anything else for me to say about this before we talk about initial thoughts?
1: No. Yeah. I read that it was written for someone else, but like written for two other people, but I can't find it right now, so. Oh, is that anyway. right? Yeah, I read that it was like it was it was reworked cuz it was I'm a, I'm a, I'm looking it up right now, but I hope to find it in a second.
0: Okay. okay. It no, was reworked? Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> what needed to change? <laughs> well,
3: I think sometimes cuz I don't think I think it was written by Aaron Abrams and Brendan got like I imagine that when two, let me make sure I have this correct because I don't want to say two white guys wrote it and then have one of them not be, but yeah, two white guys wrote it. Um, So, so that typically things have to change, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry, but like things have to
2: change. Uh, That's right. Aaron Abrams and Brendan Gall are their names uh Aaron is the story by and then Brennan. yeah let's see Brennan Gall he also yeah I'm trying to see um other my, I books. guess what
3: I'm curious ab- about knowing was what was its ranking when it dropped do we know did it get to oh long- I do know
1: I do know I watched okay. it the first weekend so the first two days it was number one oh, like, okay day cool. one day one it was number one and then later on it ended up going down to like number three and you know I don't think right. it's on the list right
2: the now. The new Netflix top 10 rankings. Do you think it, the top 10 is the same for everybody? Or do they, do oh. they do use the well, algorithm it, for that too?
1: Well, it's, it says top tent in the U S in the U S in America. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm assuming it's for everybody. Cause there's things on there I would never watch. And I'm like, right, right. True, all right, true. steal Magnolias or whatever that new show was called. They
2: still push yeah. stuff too. Like right now on yes. mine, they're pushing the Jeffrey Epstein thing. And I'm like, why are you pushing same. this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why, why is this the thing that I have to same. like exit out of initially when I open Netflix? I don't want to see this trailer again and again. Um, they literally do
3: have, like, I know that people have talked about this, but they do have an algorithm with what they think will do well. Yeah. Um, and that's, cause it is fascinating. Like my friend Gloria's show one day at a time had like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like that's very hard to do with like two seasons. And I, I don't think that they pushed it enough. Like it could have been on more billboards. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that with the Marvel shows. Like when Marvel left. Like so. So when Daredevil would drop, it would be the front page all weekend, all weekend, and that's how you got all the views, even from people that don't know what it is that were just tuning in. But then when Marvel and them split, and we knew like there wasn't going to be another Jessica Jones, there wasn't going to be another Luke Cage, or wasn't. Uh, when the Punisher or whatever, that dropped, it was suddenly not on the front page. Like, they always put it on the front page, and so, like, people just couldn't find them. So that's... Yep.
2: We have a little experience with that. <laughs> <laughs> Only the tiniest bit. Uh,
1: Only the tiniest yeah. bit. I'm saying this as is... someone
3: that just finished writing for Netflix, so, uh, Netflix.
2: No, I
1: Netflix. No, I love we, you, but you know, also... We had our, our show drop, and some of the same things you said are some of the same things that, you like... Know. Look, we understand.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I need to put this on blast, but two weeks ago, somebody asked me if the show came out yet. So that's... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Someone if that needed to be industry. said, but, it, but it, it it, needed to be said. Let's just say we got some bows to pick
2: with Netflix's algorithm.
1: <laughs> I was okay. like, I like, I'll watch The Witcher because for two weeks, you kept telling me to watch The Witcher, yeah. and I was like... I guess do I know what happened in The Witcher? Fuck no, I have no idea and that I shit was on,
0: and that season. view counted <laughs> um.
1: i just I just watched Space Force, John, ask me what happened in space Force what, what happened in Space Force? the fuck if I know, I don't even know if they went to space. I don't know if anybody went to space and I finished it. Uh. <laughs> I don't I... know. <laughs> I was
3: just concerned for for the people like I know uh, Roy Wood Jr. and Tawny Newsom and like them that were in Space Force and I was like that was it pushed on? Why are they pushing the Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> we could talk about this forever. <laughs> uh, That's true. They are
2: pushing Jeffrey more than they are Space Force. I mean, Space Force is still like pretty. It's prominent. number one Up there. It's like on the like if you go to like any like new on Netflix or trending or you know new releases and stuff like that. It's everywhere, but. It isn't the number one. That's true. It wasn't my number one.
1: My theory is Jeffrey's, it can, for lack of a better word, it can unite everybody because it's such a top political moment. And it's like, he did something with Trump. He still is a really rich white guy, but then also he screwed over a lot of people. And it's like, what is his story? Honestly, whatever.
2: I'm sure I'll I'll eventually
1: watch it. Anyway,
0: yeah. We we went way
1: (laughs) off
2: topic. (laughs) Back
1: to the movie.
2: The podcast is supposed to be short. Yeah, it was
1: supposed to be shorter. Oh. All right. Sorry. How much
0: we time do, do we
2: have?
1: We, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should do initial <laughs> thoughts. Yes, Danny, you want to go first?
3: I thought this was really funny. Like, I thought this was, there were a lot of moments where I was laughing out loud. I like their chemistry together of Kumail and Issa. And um so it did really like that. I think there were like a couple it's really hard in the third act, I feel like with all movie like especially comedies. Um so that was like the only thing, but um I thought it was really funny.
2: Yeah. Um did you have any particular moments that you were like, this is my favorite part?
0: Or <laughs> I
3: feel like w were they going was it Bo that was in there? Burnham? Was he was he played the the like white kid that the oh, white frat kid.
2: No, the the white. Okay, I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was it? It was him. Wasn't no,
0: it? No, wasn't it him? Oh, wait, wait I'm, looking, I'm looking.
2: on the the frat kid who got beat up.
3: Yeah, when they the beat him up. Yeah, and they shot him. The Why guy no, shot him. A, no, that,
2: that wasn't Beau, right? was not Bo. I just that? watched something was... with Bo in it.
1: <laughs> wait, a he? I don't think so. I'm looking. I'm oh looking. no, nah, that wasn't.
2: No, that wasn't Bo,
1: but.
3: Okay, well then, was I just it watched, who, it was like that part a was white comedy kid. Yes, he was
1: definitely a comedy kid. I'm looking up right now.
3: He looked familiar. Moses like, Storm? Okay, sorry, Moses Storm, is yes. Also, him, it think? was Moses Storm, yes. I sometimes get them, I'm sorry. I just watched yes.
0: uh, The Big Sick for the first time this morning, and that's what I was thinking of. Gotcha, uh. yes. Bo, Bo Burnham is in The Big Sick. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs>
3: Okay, well, you know, I wasn't sure who Kamel was looking out for and, like, who was in this. Um, Moses
2: Storm is also a a comedian.
3: Yes, so I got him confused. I'm sorry. He's also very funny and beloved. They do it to
2: us all the time.
1: (laughs) 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 People
3: literally, stop tagging me. I'm not Gina
1: Rodriguez. I... Yo, that yeah. is hilarious.
3: Oh no, people came up to me like I was at a cafe with my friend before corona and mm-hmm. this woman was like, my family is just they just want to know if you're Gina Rodriguez and I was like, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. <laughs> and they so walked and away like, like there is
2: oh. nothing else to say. Uh <laughs> it's 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 always the thing. I don't know if this has ever happened to you but like if somebody thinks that they recognize you and they don't but they don't know they're like, oh my god, I, I love you, I've seen you, like, oh, you're so funny, or, and I'm like, oh, thanks, and then then they're like yeah when you did this thing and i'm like oh that's not me you don't know who i am <laughs> yeah that hurts that hurts a little bit more <laughs> like i'd rather you just come up to me and say are you this person that and like be like no i'm not that person but for you to be like you're amazing you're incredible i watch everything that you do you're really awesome you're funny especially when you did this thing that you did in star and oh wait
1: i don't know Ugh. who you are <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> that's tough that's a toughie. Oh. But yeah, this
3: the the scene with Moses Storm. Yes. Moses Storm. And uh them when they're like trying to interrogate yes, him yes. and they're using the interrogation techniques that were used on them. Like that to mm, me
0: was, that really was literally <laughs> saying the same words. <laughs> like they don't know what it means, but they're like <laughs> they're saying the same thing. Uh, uh, James, do you want to go? I think it's a crime that this movie didn't come out in theaters. I thought uh, it was. So, I laughed so loudly and kept thinking if I were with them in a big group of people, this would have made the experience so much better. Um, I specifically just enjoyed their relationship and their banter. Like they would, they would al- they would like. They would always sit in something for just a little too long. And those were the moments that I was like, man, I just wish <laughs> there were people here to when the when the tension finally releases, we're all laughing together. Like I like that. That's that's the want That's my biggest thing about the movie. I, I really um, enjoyed it and thought and and like there was a bit of I felt a little bit. Cathartic a bit about like how every time they were just like the cops are gonna do this, like that was it was a little bit like yeah that's right they are <laughs> like it felt good to be able to like laugh we sort of with them about that stuff. Yeah, um, so I re- I really I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You want to go try it?
1: Um, I didn't like it. Damn. Oh Lord, <laughs> damn. <laughs> oh, Lord. damn. That. <laughs> that's it's, the Will Smith damn. It's hard because you know what it is. I will say this: like I actually. It's it's funny going right after James. I'm actually really happy it came out on Netflix and not in theaters because I think I like them. And it's so funny watching this movie following Issa from um Awkward, Black Girl, and Kumal, when both of them like weren't um Hollywood. Like I feel like when you see the two of like them, household like household names. Yeah, but not only that, but physically they have changed. Like oh, right, right. That's like true. physically from season one of Insecure to how Issa looks now is drastically different. Like how Kumal looks. You know, honestly, he's in a Marvel movie and stuff like that. They both look physically different, and it was so cool to see these people—a darker-skinned um, black woman and an Indian man—as like attractive. They had good clothes. Like, they were, like, like sexy and funny. And I was like, that is what I wanted to cheer for. For me, the only hard part is that I think they are funnier than the material they were given. So I didn't start laughing until I think those moments, like, when Danny brings up the interrogation scene or when James is like, um, the moment sat in too long. For me, it felt like they were trying to make those sad-ass jokes (laughs) funny. And to me, it was like, I'm looking at two comedians being like, yo, this is the scene I'm going to get a laugh in this scene, which was great, but it felt like the movie disserviced them. I felt, right. you know what it is? It made me want to see the two of them together again mm-hmm. and just something better suited for them. Like, I don't know anything about the writers really, but it, it just felt like a missed opportunity, but it was really cool to know that they got it. And I'm happy that like, I don't know, I'm just happy they got to make that movie and that, you know, Isis has a bunch of projects. She's making mad movies. Kumal is about to be a superhero. Like, to me, it's like, this was just a road just a bump in the road for me to see where they're gonna go but yeah man i i didn't like it and also maybe i'm a big fan of insecure and like um uh silicon valley so i was just like these niggas are funnier <laughs> like than this i've seen these niggas have funnier isa has said funnier one-liners of like uh-uh like that on insecure than i laughed in this movie i only laughed at i mean in the interrogation scene when she smacked that dude <laughs> but i don't know like I, that was funny yeah so it's hard I'm not going to bash the movie. I'm warning everybody. I promise I'm not going to bash it. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not. <laughs> I just like them more I, than I like this movie.
2: Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Like I thought this movie was <clears throat> it's one of those films that I'm like um like I enjoyed it. Like I there's nothing I have nothing bad to say about it, but I also like I'll probably forget it. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like that's. I mean, that's fine. Like all, like not every movie has to be memorable, and not all comedies have to be memorable. I think the strength of this movie is Issa and Kumail, and like how delightful they are, and like how much they were able to, um, just like have this like fun banter between them, and like the way that they argued, and and yeah, all those moments you're talking about, Daron James, and I think, um like the script is the script is whatever it's not like bad it's just like we, we've seen it we kind of like like it's a little familiar like this this kind of i this idea of like you know people like trying to figure something out i don't know i it's we've seen it a couple times in different formats um and then it wasn't there was nothing like that surprising like i'm thinking about like game night for instance like um you know where like yeah, there was something like that was actually it, like there was something else to that. It, it was a little bit more engaging for me like the material. Whereas this one I didn't really like I don't I don't I don't know if you guys felt this way, but like I didn't actually care about whatever the mystery was. Like it wasn't that it wasn't that mysterious or interesting for me to be like, "Wait a minute, what's this secret organization and this and that?" And then even when we find out, you're just like, "Oh, okay. Like I it's it's whatever." But um it was a fun movie, and I think like people, it's like, uh, yeah, I guess I kind of agree with Jira, Like, it's a great Netflix movie. Like, it's a great like movie to like just watch on a weekend. Like, you know, you don't have to. I mean, we're all, in, <laughs> you know, we're all in shelter in place right now, so it's like per, it's like kind of perfect, um, for that. And it's um, and it gives Issa and Kamel an opportunity to star in something, which is cool. And um, there were some like fun cameos and and stuff, um. Well, not cameos, I should say, like fun little bits that other act like.
3: With act. Moses Storm.
2: But yeah, Moses Storm. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of like, ca- ca- my cat. kills it in this. <laughs> Catherine oh, Cohen was man. in it. <laughs> and um, a Camp. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but uh, I think, but I really think I re- and just uh, not to because you guys felt I, how you felt, but I really think that had this movie come out, came out in the theaters it would have been like that date movie like people would have like gone to see it they would have like you know got their popcorn sat down with their dates like i feel like the audience score on rotten tomatoes would be a little bit higher considering how high the freaking critic score is like that's absurd like how are the critics right. like this is oh it's 66% worth you know and the audience is like nah <laughs> like this is true.
3: I have a I have a theory about that, and I kind of disagree. I think if it came out in theaters, actually, people wouldn't. People do not show up for comedies. Like they just don't anymore. It's really yeah. interesting and wild, and I think it's because. And people say they want them, and there's like a resurgence of them, but they don't the way that they did with the aughts. Like if you look at
1: and granted yeah. kind of, these
3: are white comedies, but like Anchorman, t- like all of that, like whole little Adam yeah. McKay, like the Farley, but like the way that that and Judd came Apatow. Out, Judd Apatow, people showed up for those. And then I think a couple of things, I think comedy, I don't know, like dramedy became, and this is someone speaking in that realm. Like that's just what I write. And when we look at insecure, Issa changed a lot of the way that I write because she doesn't, like you were saying that sometimes they try to force jokes in there. They don't force jokes in insecure. If, if something at the end of a scene is genuine and authentic and they don't feel like there needs to be and ha ha. Like they don't do that. They'll just let it sit and then they'll move on to the next scene and you get to have all these girls together. But like what I'm saying is that we kind of moved in this direction where art is not comedy. Like people don't view comedy as art at mm-hmm. all. Um, they just view. And so critics don't view comedy typically right. as art. And they so they, they rate it. Yeah. And even though it, has so much merit and can be talking, like they tackled a bunch of different things really well. I felt like in with the jokes um, in this, but I think that's why one of the critics score might not, as opposed to if it had been a dramedy yeah. or if it had been a drama with these two and they're struggling. And yeah. like, I think that critics would have rated it. I don't know if they show up for comedy. They say they want more comedy, but when you give them a lighthearted rom-com like this, they, Don't resonate with it the same way. So,
1: audiences, you're right.
3: Yeah.
1: I love a good rom com, but they, you know, you know what it is? I think that people of color, everyone expects, especially as creators, everyone wants you to write what it seems like. It has to be about the struggle. Like, if you're Latino, oh man, this is about like your upbringing and blah, blah, blah. If you're black, it's like, oh, is this about the struggle of being black in America or police overcoming this? Where it's like, you can't just live and be. Fine.
2: Like I think that's true, Danny, and I'm like trying to track it. Like what is it? Like when cuz it kind of sucks. Like <laughs> cuz I'm thinking about it now, I'm just like, wait, so the time in which diversity is finally being pushed and like given like um you know, like like some merit and and being focused on is the time when like comedies are like not really being even given that much opportunity one by like studios to even make like mid -mid mid-level budget comedies, but also like audiences aren't going to see them. And that's kind of like, that's sad. And I'm trying to figure out like, what is it? Like what changed in America or what changed in, in the way we consume things that people don't watch just, just comedies anymore? Like, has there been comedies with like, with like black, or like whatever, just any diverse diverse cast, like leading them, like because even Game Night, which is fun and has like like, uh, it has like black people in it, like uh, what's his name from uh um, Lamorne, the new Lamorne, girl, uh, yeah Lamorne, uh, it. it's still like they weren't the leads, you know, like Jason Bateman was the lead of that, um. I'm-
3: I like I'm hard. bridesmaids
2: was so long ago now. Like that was like eleven years ago.
3: True, we did have yeah, girls trip. That oh, that's was, true. Like, girls last trip the thing that I can think of. And yeah, that didn't hit. have any like having to be like trauma or struggle. It was just these women having fun.
1: That's um, right. That's right. I think you have to eventize certain things now. If a person of color stars in them, like Girls Trip, for instance, I remember when it came out, it was Girls Trip, and then it was the All White women Oh yeah, movie. It, it was, was like uh, yeah, uh, it, it was rough night. The thing is rough night. So rough, both, yeah. so both were like um, like a group of women celebrating a thing. Like I thought they both were bachelor bachelorette parties. Like I think uh, the Broad City one was, but not the other one. Not to call it the Broad City movie, but the writers from Broad City. Because <laughs> a lot, um, of it. yeah. Um, I'm only saying that because I think when it came to Girls Trip, because it was like four very important, well, three at the time. Like, you had Queen Latifah, you had Jada, and you had Regina, who were, like, very big in the black community. Yeah, Black women were like, yo, we're about to support the hell out of this thing. And then when it actually was good, it just, like, ran for a long time. Um, And the movie before that, I was reading, like, one of the last comedies to make a bunch of money was, like, the first 21 Jump Street because, I guess, it had such a perfect hybrid of, like, comedy and action that if you didn't like comedy per se the action was still, like, action, um, and then the comedy was so heavy that it kind of, like, it was an event. So it feels like you have to have these event-type comedies that actually work, whereas, like, The House, but Will Ferrell didn't work out, you know? There's been, like, uh, so many movies that I feel like people just don't care about because they don't feel big. Watch. We're going to go back to um, uh, Austin Powers' days real soon. It's going to be big, silly, slapstick shit real soon. <laughs>
2: My other theory, though, is that there's not enough new blood of being allowed to make Mm. these types of things, and they, like, we get these, like, formulaic comedies, like, the the one thing about, like, the Adam McKay and Judd Apatow kind of, like, reign is that they showed they, like, all did this, like, kind of improv in, in comedies. It was new, and that's why people liked it, and they were like, oh, man, this is so funny. But now, it feels like everyone tries to do that, and it it doesn't feel new anymore. It feel like we see it. We see the like how it's made. Cause it, you, you're like, all right. And now you're going to do this thing. And now here's this bit where they all are gonna like, just keep improvising and,
3: what I was going to yeah. say with those, though, is they'll literally say like, oh, only, we only had like a third of the script. You can't do that if you're a person of color. There's no, no way a studio is going to take a chance and you'll be like, but trust me, my actors, they're going to bring it in a way that they can. when they say, oh, we barely had a script, we just improv," you cannot do that. There's no way you'll be greenlit and like given that money.
1: It makes right. no sense. I hear about like, and I will help us get back to the movie, but like, I remember reading this article <laughs> about like, um, like. Girls and then that new comedy Dave and like how no one had like Lena even said to herself she didn't have a one sheet didn't have a character breakdown and they were like cool we see it white girl is in Brooklyn got it not a one sheet could you imagine going into a pitch like what nope like just just bullshitting your way through the pitch and being like yeah we gonna have this character ah they gotta have a friend too and someone saying yeah. Person of color, I get your vision. Black people are more than just this and this and this. Without having to hear about the struggle of this, it was so annoying. And then even I, lo- I do know him, so I'm not gonna shit on him. But even hearing Pete talk about his movie, they didn't have. Well, I guess is what you're saying, then. Like they didn't have a script. Like I remember hearing about the table reads, and the table reads, the jokes weren't in there, and like it was almost like an outline so they could figure out what to do. So they had a bunch of comedians come in, and I'm like what the Hell, like there's no way a black person could be like, get the movie greenlit, get into production without the script, have a table read without half the jokes in the script. It's like, god damn it, man, stop. It is frustrating because all that does is just tell people of color again that you have to be perfect or, ex- or exceptional just to just to even be considered on the same level as as an average white dude. Like, not a great white dude, but just the bare minimum average Brett Ratner ass white dude. You have to be great. I don't care. I could meet Brett Ratner and be like, Brett, you average as hell. I don't even think Brett would argue with me on his mediocrity. You know what I'm saying? That's how privileged I think people are. It's like, we could have a George Bush or a Donald Trump who are C students. C students became president and they know they average. If I get a C in math, Bray, I know I'm not good. Okay? The grade told me I'm not good. You know? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't even know what we're talking about no more. Lord.
2: Oh, man. Okay, so we should talk about this film, I guess. Um, yeah, why not?
1: <laughs> 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 we gotta skip through it. We gotta skip through it, man. Uh, uh
2: Okay, yeah, so um, yeah, the opening, I mean, did you guys buy the the opening with the, when when they fall in love?
0: The little, opening
1: the scene. montage. Do you remember the montage?
0: Of yeah, it? I thought it was really cute. I kept being like, "Is this about to be like funny, Queen and Slim? Like, <laughs> like is, are yes, they gonna? Is like this like gonna that. happen tonight? Like, <laughs> uh, I thought it was cute.
1: It was cute. Yeah, that this is this is the rom com trope. I feel like when they do this montage, unless it's a meet cute, like it's usually like we've been in love forever, and then they go. Then the moment we see them in real life, if you will. They're in the process of breaking up, right? So, again, the breakup
2: did that, I think, too, right? The like yeah, years it's... later, and then it's like, yes, yeah, and then yes. it's like we're about to break
1: up. <laughs> I will say I have had this argument about the Amazing Race because in... <laughs> because in real life that is the, the specific thing. argument. I, it is a thing that for me, no matter how famous I get, I want to go on the Amazing Race and I want to win. Like it is a thing. Like whether or not it's with my partner or with like best friends, I want to do it. And so when someone's like, we can't win the amazing race off break, it's offensive. Because to me, we're a team. And if we're a solid team, we can get through anything. I can't swim, but I can get a floaty. Okay, so you take over the swimming. You do. Like, I'm good with puzzles. Like, like, (laughs) the consensus of that, like, we just can't do this automatically just hurt my heart. So I felt Issa in that moment. I was like, this may seem dumb, but I get it. I really, really do get it.
3: (laughs) I'm so different. I'm like, if I get famous I'm like I'm not I've worked too hard to get all this money to sleep on someone's floor in Germany like I'm not doing it I'm not sleeping on the ground anywhere
1: like Disney has a show with Bear Grylls with Bear Grylls would take like Brie Larson or like you know Will Ferrell yeah I'm like I'm trying to do it like I'm, I'm trying to prove that I can compete and survive in the wilderness so when they had this argument it was it was so good that I thought maybe it was gonna foreshadow that maybe at you know how the movies end it's like um, random scenes. Oh wait, it did. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I take it back. Never mind. I take it back. I forgot they did do it. I forgot they did do it. Wait, My you
3: bad. you just reminded me. I would go on bear Grylls. One one was his Dave Bautista one was them rock climbing, mm-hmm, which was mm-hmm. still sk- terrifying. But um, mine would be for apocalyptic reasons. Like same, I'm like same. you need to teach me what I need to know. Same to survive then i'll do
1: it but i like tell me which tree i can eat from and like apparently you're supposed to heat up your urine people don't tell you that in the movies like bear grills told me that like that's you got to heat it up and that's real see so you know But <laughs> oh, back to the movie yeah so they they, uh, they was
2: <laughs> but yeah so so they're they're yeah they have all these arguments about the amazing race and well, Issa was completely wrong about or, or, there's no way orgies are just spontaneous. I don't know what she's <laughs> talking
1: about. I mean, you can have a spontaneous orgy? Say you <laughs> out there in the woods. Hope like, "Bray, let me paint they a plan picture." Plan me, People, like, let me, they plan those joints. Let me Bray, no man, look man, it's it's apocalyptic. Like you're out in the woods. Everybody's nervous like we going to live and we going to die. Woods? You're One experiencing person...
0: feelings that you don't you you're like, I ain't even know I could feel exactly. this.
1: Exactly. One person has a has an iPhone, Bray. With 5% battery and they got one song playing. They got one song and it's the only song they got downloaded. And it's and it's between the sheets by Ozzy Brothers. So they want the why? people to feel something. They played the a song, Bray. Next thing you know, the people everybody's in a mood. Everyone's feeling sexy. Why are these people out in the woods? Bray, it don't matter why they're in the woods, Bray. They all no, just man. happen to be in the... No, they don't happen to be there. They all plan to be out there. Cause they're about to do some freaky stuff. <laughs> they all plan to be in the woods. <laughs> You're right. The orgies are not planned. Like, if you go to one of those places, people know in advance. You get an invite. There's rules to it. So she was wrong. <laughs> she was wrong. It was
2: funny. But but then, like, their argument turns, like, pretty... Like, it gets, like, pretty vicious in the car. <laughs> Cause but isn't that... That's real, yeah. though. Isn't that how it orgies works? It's Absolutely. like a
1: little thing would just turn into, like, the fucking the epitome of everything you're like how did we get here
2: yeah exactly that's really how it felt like it was like i i was that was the one thing i was like this is this is real like where they're just arguing about something as stupid as like would we win the amazing race and then after like an hour of fighting they're like you never (laughs) you don't try to succeed you'll never amount to anything and he's like well i don't like like you are looking at this other dude and you don't care about me and this is that. And I'm just like, damn, like this was. <laughs>
3: okay, here's my punch up for that scene too. Yeah. Um, My unsolicited punch up <laughs> is I thought, cause like I'm dumb and being a comedy writer, I'm like, oh, they're gonna do this and then this is gonna happen. I don't know if y'all feel that way when you watch mm-hmm. it and you're like, I already know what's gonna happen. I literally thought it would have been better and funnier if the dude that she, he thinks she's always flirting with at work look just like him like I thought that would have been so funny if you turn and it's another or um Hassan or like it would be so funny (laughs) if if they did it like whoever Kumel, like whoever they always like say that he looks like that would have been so inside and I would have like loved it
1: (laughs) also hate that guy better looking version of him (laughs) yes it was was like
3: I hate that guy and then it's it's like someone that looks like him (laughs) oh that's real good or Dev, or like, yeah. I don't know, anyone that he always gets confused with. Oh, that would have been funny. And it's, that
1: but been you great. know what is so, it's so interesting, because it's so funny you say that, Danny, because at this point when they made this movie, uh, Kumar was already training for Marvel, so he already looked really handsome to me. So it was like, if this would have been like season one, uh, Silicon Valley, when he was kind of like schlubby a little bit, it's like, yeah, you could have had the real handsome other version of him. But he is so handsome now that it's like that person who looks better than him has to be a straight up model because this dude is just like, it's like, no, you handsome, bruh Like there's not a like equivalent of handsome. It's like you only can be, you have to be Well, I think he could
3: have been handsome. I think it would just be funny. He was like, I don't know why. I just don't like that guy. And then (laughs) it's like him. It's like someone that looks just like him. It would have been funny.
1: Joke punch ups. I wonder if they did punch ups for this movie. I don't think so. Never mind. Let me not shade it. I'm not shading it. Never mind. I'm not shading it.
3: Also, does he go by? Am I just saying his name wrong? It's Kumal. Is that how you say
1: Kumal? My bad. Or
3: I would have been saying Kumel, but
1: I say shit. What do I say? I've been Kumel. So
3: I've been saying it correctly. Kumel. Wait,
1: it is Kumel. You're right. Yes, she's okay. Yeah, I just I was like just phonetically.
3: I've been saying his name because male is in it, and so I've just been saying.
1: Kumail. But yeah. I didn't
3: want to, when you kept saying it, I was like, I need to correct myself if I'm saying it.
1: I just learned how to say Hassan, because I thought it was Hassan, so now I'm just trying to, so you're right. Well, Kumail. You're right. Yeah. Kumail. Yeah. All right. You're right. Kumail. Other Thank people have correcting.
2: said that wrong. That's why we kept, that's why we also said it too.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, no, but that's a good correction. Thank you for that. Kumail. Because I hate when people say my name wrong, so I, I don't want to be that dude. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but they, so, basically the inciting incident is, like, as they're arguing, they run over this dude uh, on the bike, uh, and he's, like, clearly beat up, and, like, he gives them his phone, and then he just starts bicycling away. And then they get back in their car, they're like, that was crazy, and then a guy just comes in and is like, hey, I'm a cop. <laughs> he never flashes his badge, which I was
0: like, you always ask for the badge. But do you, though? With, I, do and, and considering where this goes, that is so frustrating that he never flashes <laughs> his like, badge. Cool. I know. I, it I makes know no if... sense.
2: <laughs> Why wouldn't he flash his badge?
0: Because Man. we know it's him. Uh, it's fine. Like, we know it's him later. So flash the badge. Not, like, withholding that information did nothing to me.
1: <laughs> it did It's hard because I want to say I would not have let him in the car if he didn't flash the badge, but I think I am so trained to... It's embarrassing. I think I am so trained to trust white men because of the authority they normally have that I think I would have just believed, like, this white dude's an undercover cop. Yeah, I guess, let me slide over and you do whatever has to happen. I don't... Because for me, I think I am now realizing there is two, two modes I have when it comes to white dudes, <laughs> um, especially of power. It's either like to instantly rebel or get quiet to try to survive what I think the situation is. And I think if this if I hit a dude with a car, I'm scared that I may go to jail because I hit a white dude. But then if a white dude is like, let me get in the car and police and starts chasing the guy down, I think I would let the dude in the car and trust that he's not lying to me, or be too scared to say anything. He
3: also had a gun, right? Yeah, like, I, I don't, don't think it, it was not optional. Yeah,
1: I think I'd be like, like dude, do what you gotta do, bruh, you know? I
3: think if he came in with a gun, they didn't have the option to say did, no. Did he point like. a gun at
1: them? I think he had one out. Hold on, let me, let me open up Netflix. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just thought he was just like, I gotta get, and then he, <laughs> anyway, he ran that dude over so many times.
3: Uh that was, Their faces in that yeah. was so. Oh <laughs> my god! Their faces were perfect. Their faces were yes.
2: perfect. I, like I would have been the same way. You're just like, where you realize every what's bump, happening? But you're like, well, well, we need to change. We need to stay silent. <laughs> like this is awful. But also, I'm not about to say anything because I know <laughs> this dude is gonna kill me. I'm gonna just, just be here, <laughs> just
1: uh. quietly <laughs> as this dude gets murdered. He was just like, hmm. Mm. I thought that was so well played, and then even when the the people came to call the police on Issa um, and Kamel, I was like, "This, this is played out perfect." Like him running, God, so I would have ran. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm out. Like, I know, why, why they, why were they like? I mean, yes, we hit him, but we didn't
2: kill him. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, don't say none of this
1: Don't say none of this. Uh, uh, I was like, just run. Yeah.
2: It's kind of funny cuz we just did I don't know Danny if you saw um, Queen and Slim but Mm-mm. it's like it's like a, the serious version of this movie <laughs> except they yeah. kill a cop uh or uh in self defense but then they like they're on the run. Uh so it was like funny to see this the that scene again of like them at the uh the restaurant not knowing what to do and then the cop calls her, and she's like, oh, yeah, oh, no, we're at our place, yeah, and uh, let me just look outside, and oh, my God, the car's not there. Can I get you anything else? Is that a waiter? What? And Camille just drops the phone in the shake, and is just like... <laughs> that but also, was that was dope.
1: cool, because, like, I don't know if I know if th- think this is realistic or not, but I do like it, no matter what. I like that they were... Or from what it seems, like, they were never in danger from the police. It was like, yeah, we know you guys didn't do it. Like, something about that felt very, mm-hmm. like, reassuring. And I don't know if that's real. But even if it's not, I just like that comfort of, of we think we got to solve this case. But the cops know we didn't do it. Like, that is just a really cool feeling. Like, you are still a citizen in this movie and in this world. So I really did enjoy that part. Because um, it feel felt really real but the fact that they didn't need to be that scared was like welcoming in a way
2: yeah i mean we don't know that until the very end
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: but yeah that was a that was a fun little reveal at the end i did like the part where uh <laughs> cops, the cops were, like, slowly driving by and looking at them. And Camille's like, oh, my God, they know it's us. They know it's us. They know it's us. <laughs> and then they keep going. They're like, oh, there's just regular racist cops. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was so funny
0: to me. Yeah. I
3: love when they were, like, um, that girl that was reporting them was, like, I, they just happened to be people of color. I'm not saying that yes. I think that yes Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then she started talking about her like Easton shoes. I was like, "Yo, man, this is this is cool. Like, this part is." You know, yeah. I just was like, "That sounds going.
3: very, yeah, white liberal. Like, it was just very much in that vein. I thought that was really funny." Yeah, yeah. she
1: wasn't a Karen. Commentary. She was Susan. You know. So, she, did you guys understand <laughs> what the whole cover up was exactly? Oprah, I have no clue what was happening in this movie. Like I, <laughs> like. I, like Honestly, when you brought up cover up at the beginning of it, I have the movie playing in the background because I just do not. And I just watched it again last night. I did not remember. That it was.
0: I mean, I up. feel like I loosely like very loosely get it because it's like a sort of thin thing. Right. Like there's this secret organization where people um, watch where people have orgies. And the the cop who keeps the cops off their back was also working with someone to take pictures so they could blackmail them. Right. And mm-hmm. uh. Oh. And but but for some reason he has to kill this kid now. Like, may oh, the, because the kid was like getting too big for his britches and like not sharing the money. And he was like, "Well, fuck you, I'm going to kill you."
2: Oh. Goodness. Right. Which which I which was like. The thing that I didn't fully understand, but also doesn't really matter, cause, um, was like, what, what, what were, why were the cops already on to this secret organization? Like, it, are orgies illegal? Like, I, what were they doing outside of orgies? Like, I didn't understand what the other criminal activity was. You know.
1: Wait, are uh, orgies um, illegal? Right, but
3: it might have. Go ahead. But It was a secret society, mm-hmm. so I feel like they were probably doing other things. Right. But also, I imagine money was involved, and I do think that that would be, right, if you're if they funding. Pay, if they're
2: paying for to watch
1: this. Uh...
3: Yeah, there's something about that, and I imagine that there's also rooms where people go off and do things, and who knows what's, like, involved, and um, I imagine that is
1: it. Because there is something like that in New York. I... I before I get deep into this, just eyes I've heard the shut. story. <laughs> I've heard the story, but there is a uh, a traveling group or something where like you can, if a woman is invited to the orgy and gets whatever Instagram pass, she can bring a dude, and it is this kind of like eyes wide shut thing with like mm-hmm. the mass. And I forgot there is a safe word if you're just a viewer. So, like, you know, that you tell people when they come up to you and, like, yeah, you will go off into the rooms. But I don't know it was... Yeah, maybe it's because you don't, have to pay. It that makes it illegal or something. I don't,
2: I don't know. I, I think that was unclear. Uh, It was weird. <laughs> it's, like, weird that they, like... uh, That they, like... They did, like, a sting. Like, they all, like, came in and, you know, all the police at the end and they... I, I don't... Yeah. And that everybody got away. I, I didn't understand any of that. Um... I did understand the fact that they were being blackmailed and that this guy was trying to get the pictures back and uh, and he was a part of the blackmail, which is even weirder. Um, but it wasn't they that were... grand. It didn't feel like as grand as, you know what I mean? Some of the other.
1: <laughs> but was that before this? That was after like they met up with that. The politician kidnapped them, right? The politician's wife or something.
2: Yes, uh-huh. that was after and that and the politician was a part of this and that's the pictures that they were talking about were mm. pictures of this thing. Which makes sense, right, for a senator to not want there to be evidence that they were participating in an orgy. So the blackmail part of it makes sense. The part that I don't think I don't understand is why the cops already knew about this. Like if they, they knew about this whole thing and why why why? Why were the cops involved with this at all until the murder started happening? You know what I mean? That's the part I I don't get. I don't get why the cops were like, oh, we know Uh, you didn't do it. (laughs) I love, wait, can I just say this? The one thing that I thought was so funny because it was such a cop out from the writers, but it was really funny. Like the cops tell them like, we saw everything on camera. We know you didn't do it. And they're like, oh, great. And then later on when the guy, when they're in the back of the car with the guy and the guy and they're like, oh my God, well, they're going to know it's you. Like they already, they have it on camera. And he was like, I've seen the video. It's grainy. And I was like, oh, give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Like, like, (laughs) so they could identify these two people, but they couldn't identify you.
1: Get out of here. Come on. I mean, look, man, that's what this is. I mean, it's funny because I keep thinking about the movie and like, I know we're not political, but I'm like, do we, we live in a world where if we found a politician and his wife were in the orgies. I'm pretty sure nothing would happen to that politician. You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> It depends. It depends on his stance because a lot of these politicians that are um, uptight, like they're anti-abortion, anti-this and that. They're anti-porn, like trying to change those laws. And then if it f- turned out that they were like engaging in this, granted their followers would make up some excuse for sure. But I think of that all the time. Whenever there are politicians who are super loud about getting rid of porn, I'm like, you watch a ton of porn. I yes. watch a ton of porn, and I can tell a fellow porn <laughs> yeah, watcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except I've learned to embrace it.
0: I can tell it. Where, I could tell because it. every room oh. I go oh, into, I denounce porn and tell people that porn's bad. <laughs> then like, I go home. I see it, <laughs> I see it in your no, eyes. I'm so,
3: but I'm like, I'm the opposite, where I'm like, everybody know I watch, because there'll be those things where it's like, if you don't send this, we'll tell your to 10 people, we'll, we'll show this video of you watching porn to your family. And I'm like, my family would be like, yeah, that's her. That's yeah, her. yeah, that's her. I just
0: don't want people to see how I look. Like, that's <laughs> the- <laughs> I Everybody can know,
3: <laughs> but it, I feel people would relate to me. That's
1: yes. so funny. It's like no one can look cool. Like that's your most vulnerable moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like that, and when you're using the bathroom, it's like you don't want I, people looking at you in this.
2: <laughs> don't you feel like those emails started happening because of the Black Mirror episode? I all because yes, when because when did. I got that email, I was like, oh, this is like that Black Mirror episode where that kid was like. Oh yeah, yeah. But, then, yes. but then it turned out That yeah. he was an actual pedophile Which was Which is yeah. crazy <laughs> I was like Oh that's di-. Cause there was a certain point In that Black Mirror episode Where I was like Okay like This is bad But at a certain point You have to go Look whatever If people yeah. If you're gonna show My friends and family Me like jerking off Like that sucks I don't want anybody To see that But also like I'm not gonna kill somebody For yeah. this Like or, this is insane
3: I guess I think it would be funny if they showed him like she rewound three times at this point. Yes, yes, <laughs> like, ooh, no. So,
0: they I don't need the to fear, know the though. specifics.
1: I think that's the fear. <laughs> the fear is like the whole context of it. It's like, shit, do they know which movie was I watching? Was it a good movie? Like is this movie does this movie represent what I normally watch on a regular basis? Like is this a good projection of like my porn aesthetic? Like what was my background like? Did I make a weird face? Like, this too much. <laughs> my back. That's my That's a terrible thing, like, <laughs> the like, revenge
2: porn stuff. Like, that sucks that
1: so many people do that. And though, it think. stops people from sending thirst traps. To me, the biggest casualty of the revenge thing when people break up is, like, I am a person where it's like, yo, if you feel comfortable sending me something cool, I need you to know that it is safe between us. And I feel like if someone's been burnt by the time they've gotten to me in our dating situation, it's like now I am losing out on whatever thirst trappy thing. you That is the send. biggest
2: casualty. <laughs> I'm,
1: I, I hate to be selfish, but it's like, like I am now missing out on a thirst trap because some other asshole has ruined this thirst trap, or vice versa. You know, thirst traps and porn should be for everybody if that's what they into, but people will shame you. Fool, you know what? Let me get off the soapbox. What are we talking about? No, I'm like... saying
3: I never put my face in them. I'm like, those titties aren't mine. You can't
1: prove that. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Fact. Then you got to start changing the background because all you need is it to come out. And it's like, hey, is that your couch? <laughs> that, nope, that's not. Nope, that's not my couch. <laughs> That's Gina Rodriguez. <laughs> I got too much black men can't jump shit around my house. And someone goes, yeah, hey, man, I think that's your poster in the background. Or that's your pillow. Everybody got that poster, man. Everybody
2: got that. Um, yeah,
1: well,
2: there's not too much else to say. I mean, there's like that, that part that we talked about where they're interrogating. that, that dude, It's so funny. It's like a male gets beat up for so long. <laughs> And then, tough. yo, that dude killed all of those frat boys. <laughs> I was like, yes. oh my God.
3: <laughs> like, Y'all, but somebody tweeted and said that the bacon grease in that scene was CGI. Like oh, they wow, were wow. like showing the video of them carrying it. And I'm like, how much was that? Did that cost money than just he- heating up bacon grease? Also- Like when they were who? carrying the pan, somebody said that that's CGI. And I'm like, what? How do you guys yeah. know this
1: stuff? But also how scary, low key- That was a real scary scene that I know was played for jokes, but they were about to burn up his face.
3: Yeah. Like, that
1: was rough. Like, and then getting kicked by a horse. Like, that's some crazy. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that could break your freaking chest.
1: (laughs) Like, that's, and then they were going to do it to Issa. Like, that is some scary ass (laughs) stuff. That was scary. Woof, man. The jokes we play.
2: But yeah. What happened? You know, they get out of it, they use the cigarette lighter. To get get themselves free, and.
1: but what happens at the end? How do they get? Uh, how do they get from the dude when he gets him in the car? Like, how does they
3: pushed him into the water?
1: Yes, gotcha. Well, they shot I mean, him.
3: I think the cops. Sh- oh yeah,
2: she. Issa shot him. Mm-hmm. She shot him. She was like, "I have the shot. You have to trust me." And he was like, "You've never shot a gun before." And then was, And then somehow they did on the count of three. Like, didn't they yes, do they that? Did, they
1: did. They did a three thing. They did a three because he did because he kept, um, cause he kept saying one, two, three, or three, and she didn't run or didn't do this other thing. Right,
2: right. Um, and then he was like three, and then he ducked, and she shot him.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah,
1: it was cute. <laughs> it was cute. Hey, it was know, fun. J- James know?
0: is quiet. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, it was fun. It was, yeah. It was yeah. Fun.
1: <laughs> I, go ahead. You know, go ahead, th- jura This is the part, Danny, just so you know, where I talk to Hollywood um, and like talk about Hollywood stuff and like tell them to give people of color a better shot and more chances and more writing. But for some reason, I think I really should talk to Hollywood because I, I think even though we haven't done the score, this movie may be split, but I am very appreciative that this movie did two things. It had two people of color in the lead um it made it so that at the end of the day their race wasn't the thing that was going to get them in prison because yeah the cop out was the cops knew all along but i think along with this podcast and seeing other people of color i think hollywood has to do a better job of just showing us especially black people in lights that isn't just reflective around our race i know we keep harping on that but i think now that we're seeing so many images of violence towards black people uh, it would be really good to start seeing shows and movies come out that is not just solely about the Black experience, you know, Hollywood. It is really cool if we can finally go into a meeting and like James can pitch just like some crazy sci-fi shit. It's a Black person in it and it has nothing to do with this dude being a Black person in space, you know. I think I keep reading all these articles about shows that are being greenlit and it just seems to be about the minority struggle. And it's like if I pitch a show, people are expecting a show about what it's like being a Black millennial in today. And that may not be what I wanna talk about, or you may not wanna talk about being a Latina. I just want Hollywood to let us do things to give us the opportunities to show that we as Black people and people of color are more than just skin deep. Because when I think about girls, like they don't specifically talk about being just white girls, they're just like very privileged girls in Brooklyn. You know, if I I look at like this new Pete Davidson movie, it's like Pete Davidson movie isn't about like a white boy from Staten Island. It's about a boy whose dad died at September 11th what it looks like from the trailer. And like he was given a shot without having to run through so many hoops. So I just hope like going forward, now that people are, the Netflixes, the, the, the Hulus are sending out all these posts about supporting black lives and injustice everywhere. I hope they understand that there is an injustice in Hollywood by like limiting voices of color in the ways that they have boxed us in, and hopefully like they will see the errors of those ways and let us like talk about whatever the fuck we want, just like they do a white dude, or just like they do a white girl. That's all I want. So that's my message to Hollywood today. Uh, and again, I just want to make sure people are safe at home and out in the streets. So yeah, that's my message to Hollywood, y'all.
0: You know, Gerard, it's crazy cuz the whole time I was watching the whole time I was watching the movie, my thought was like, wow, this is a relationship between two people and like I'm really enjoying it and like the other person, you know, there's like there's potentially a threat to the relationship, but it like all makes sense like it's like it's like this dude like works with her and he doesn't like the way that they that they look at each other, you know. And like we see how it affects the two of them. But like in Hancock like He's he's supposed to have like this sort of like deep seated like relationship that he had with Charlize Theron that like talking (laughs) about Hancock no but like it it doesn't it didn't
1: it doesn't didn't make sense to me that the movie isn't good James no but right yeah Hancock's
0: not it's like not good isn't that
1: crazy no James it's not that's crazy. No. Why are this- you talking about Hancock now? That movie came
2: out in two thousand eight. Just while I was watching said-
0: Lovebirds, that was the thought I had: was that like, wow, like, because this is like about a relationship. The relationship just made sense. I could Jean- understand how James, everyone. We have a guess.
1: To- James, we got a guest, and I feel like you're right. She I'm She knows sorry. Hancock is not a good movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and like everybody knows Hancock is not a good. Like you don't have to. I'm sorry. It's just that's just what Wait, I was.
3: Oh- Wait, what I wanted to say is that I did I think it's cool that this uh couple's interracial without a white person involved. Like I oh, yeah. that's what we see in Hollywood. That's very true. I see it on billboards. It's like the way that they can get their show still made at a lot of these networks is like, okay, so we have our main, I'm not gonna say some things for people that I might end up on their shows but we have this main white person and then the rest of their family is black or brown or whatever they're married to a brown woman and then yes. and then we got we did what you guys wanted and here you go that's like all I see is interracial where the uh, where the main character is white and then their side person spouse is a person of color and so it was really nice to have an interracial relationship where a white person wasn't involved
1: Damn you're right damn I yeah. think about hell yeah that. Hell yeah <laughs> Damn that's cool. that's so cool. All right, it's
2: time for the cause. We uh rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause more leading black actors in uh in Hollywood. so we give it a black fist if we think it fully helped the cause, if we give it a white palm if we think it kind of helped the cause, and we don't give it anything if we if we think it didn't help the cause at all. you know on the count of three we're gonna gonna raise up our ratings one, two, three. I gave it a Black Fist, too. You can't see me, but...
1: We can't see John because John went to another screen. What you my doing, Frank? My video is not working. What you doing, Frank?
3: I stopped it He's for a second sure. and I can't...
1: I can't Nobody put it sends
3: anymore. his family that email
0: through.
3: <laughs> 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 he, he has the tape yes,
2: now over John's like, oh,
1: no, they keep seeing me. They keep seeing me.
2: No, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do cameras anymore. I just, I just. As we were talking, I was like, "Wait a minute. Uh, why, why you, would why'd you guys give it a black fist?"
1: Well, Dan, you want to go first? Why you?
3: Well, I mean, I do think this was a super positive portrayal for Issa. I think she got to show off her comedy chops. I mean, it might not be as much as we've seen before, but her in leading roles like is a huge thing. Like moving, even moving from television to film is huge, and her being the star along with Kumel, but it's like, she's now, uh, the, the, on the monarchy. Like she- monarchy on the market there we go (laughs) she's she's now uh when they're like oh well we have to have this person to to have it make money like she now gets to be one of those names so that to me when people are selling something they're like if isa's attached so i think that does the more that she's in the front role starring role of a movie is only helpful in my opinion
0: I feel like monarchy yeah. is also somehow correct as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it is. The queen. <laughs> Good goodness.
0: Yeah, uh, I give it a fist because
2: I. it's just like, this is great. We got a, you know, one of those, like, one of those comedies that, like, you watch and you're like, that was fun. And then you go home and you don't have to think too much about it. And we got that with two, you know, uh, people of color. We got Issa Rae and Kumail. They're both on the come up and it's. And it's nice to see and like, yeah, exactly. It's nice to see like the relationship, this interracial relationship, not be about their race, like and not have to focus on that. Um, You know, we say that a lot on the podcast, like we're just people. So it's cool for us to have movies in which we just get to be people. Um, It's not like we have to talk about race every every day. Um, uh, So, yeah, that was that was nice like this.
0: Yeah, same echoing everything everybody else said. And I know I had said uh previously like oh wow like what would need to be reworked, but like specifically like the fact that race like only came up because they were like we're dealing with the cops like you're dead. Like that's the only way that it came up. I thought that it was really nice. It felt like it felt like it was just sort of a genuine watching what would happen to these two people in this scenario than like she like it didn't feel like they shoehorned the race in or it didn't feel like they like they like like it was this whole sort of other thing on top of the movie. Um so yeah but Black Fist, I thought they were great.
1: Yeah same Blackfish like like what Danny just said I didn't even think about about the fact that this was an interracial couple that didn't involve a brown skinned woman and a white dude. My God that's <laughs> that's like every Man. movie is like white guy I mean it's so much so in movies now that you will have the lead white guy, like it'll be a, a a brown woman lead. And then the surprise is her dad is a white dude. And it's just like, we still get the famous white dude. It's just, it just feels like such a shitty thing. So it was really cool that that happened. And it's good seeing their glow up. So I'm down for all of it. Yeah. Yep. Awesome.
2: Well, thank you Danny again for, for doing this. Uh, where can people find you?
3: I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez on all the things. It's M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. And I have a podcast with our friend, Ify Wadiwe, uh, on iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. It's uh, called Nerdificent. And we tackle the past, present, and future of different like nerd franchises and everything from like Twilight Zone to Wonder Woman, this past month for may we did mental health may we actually tackled the brain science behind like different therapy treatments that i've personally done like tms which is something that like neil brennan was super uh vocal about and i've been really vocal about uh it's where they like have electrodes literally like on your brain stimulating things so that's very nerdy we tackle a lot of different things and so uh it's just a cool podcast
2: that sounds dope as hell sounds really cool guys check that out um. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Uh. Next week, I don't know what we're doing again. <laughs> Stay safe. Love you all. We'll see you next week. Peace forever.
3: Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <coughs>